to season one of the Presently Engaged podcast. Short, friendly, Jesus-focused encouragement to live intentionally right where you are. I'm Mandy Pollock, and I'm really glad that you are here. And why am I here? Well, I'm here to cheer you on as you live purposefully right where God has placed you. Listen in and then join me at presentlyengaged.com. You friend, you're making a difference. Think back with me to pre-COVID life. What if when making choices for how you would celebrate the Christmas season of 2019, you knew that in four short months, the world would literally go into quarantine? What if you had known what 2020 would hold? Would you have gone to that party? Would you have made those cookies? Would you have gone caroling? Would you have snuggled with a child? Would you have called that friend? Would you have had coffee with that relative? Would you have taken that trip? Would you have streamlined a few things, simplified a few commitments, followed through on a few ideas? (laughs) I know I sure would have. Open-handed living is taking what God gives with gratitude and joy. Open-handed living is living in the present, engaged with the people and the moments that God places in front of us. It is an awareness of how today affects tomorrow without being tied up in the unknowns of the future. It is releasing what was last year or two years ago, or a decade ago, not neglecting what is right now in hopes that next time will be different or better. In his novel Paralandra, C.S. Lewis uses waves to symbolize the things that God sends to his children. One wave comes, arrives, and then passes. Another wave comes. We cannot hold on to one wave while swimming into the next. In another scene, Lewis develops this concept. Two characters, a man and a woman, discuss finding fruit in the woods, along with the idea of expectations. Here's what she says. One goes into the forest to pick food, and already the thought of one fruit rather than another has grown up in one's mind. Then it may be one finds a different fruit, and not the fruit one thought of. One joy was expected and another is given. But this I had never noticed before, that the very moment of the finding, there is in the mind a kind of thrusting back or setting aside. The picture of the fruit you have not found is still for a moment before you. And if you wished, if it were possible to wish, you could keep it there. You could send your soul after the good you had expected instead of turning it to the good you had got. You could refuse the real good. You could make the real fruit taste insipid by thinking of the other. (laughs) You know, if we wished, we could send our soul after all the good that could be rather than the good that is. The woman in Lewis's story goes on to declare, We call bad one who rejects the fruit he is given for the fruit he is expecting or the fruit he was given last time. Friend, let us not reject the fruit we are given because it is not the fruit we were expecting. Jumping to another literary classic and a Christmastime illustration, holding on to the ghost of Christmas past means rejecting the Christmas present that we've been given. Fixating on the ghost of Christmas future means ignoring the beauty of the here and now. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. We find that truth in Romans 8.1. 
This is the part where I remind my heart that I should not condemn myself for decisions made a year or a decade ago. I can, however, make decisions in light of the things I learned. Would you join me in a few what-ifs? What if that was the last pandemic we ever lived through? What if this is actually the last year we ever lived through? Recent events have been teaching us anew that life is precious and valuable. We are never guaranteed another day, another month, or another breath. What if the fruit that is given is the perfect fruit for today? What if God has a beautiful plan for you to celebrate him in a new way today? What if we claimed the anthem of faith for even this, give thanks. I know I often use the words, what if, to give voice to my fears. Instead, what if we change that to ponder, what if I lived in the confidence that what comes my way is first sifted through a loving Father's hands? If you, like me, have a strong desire to seek God's will and yet are challenged by the bigness of this idea, then start with 1 Thessalonians 5:18. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. For even this, give thanks. <laughs>